Uh, I've got a very short reading for us today, and it's Romans 3, 21 to 24, and I'm going to read it myself. Outrageous, isn't it? Give it a go. Now, we see how God does make us acceptable to him. The law and the prophets tell how we become acceptable, and it isn't by obeying the law of Moses. God treats everyone alike. He accepts people only because they have faith in Jesus Christ. All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, but God treats us much better than we deserve. And because of Jesus Christ, he freely accepts us and sets us free from our sins. It's a nice passage, isn't it? It's lovely. Um, But I'm wondering today, I'm wondering what questions you kind of carry around with you in life. I think we all carry questions, especially when we come to church and when when we have a faith, we, we have a lot of questions about it, don't we? And I think some of the big questions that we tend to carry with us are kind of questions of suffering. Why is there so much suffering in the world if God is love? And that's a, that's a big question that I think we all carry. Um, maybe you have questions about the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Sometimes it feels like a different God. What's that about? Uh, maybe we have questions about what happens when we die. Another big question. Well, you'll be pleased to know I'm not answering any of those questions for you today. So that's unlucky. Um, but I think we all have those, don't we? We all carry them with us and it's very normal. Even in this job, we still have sort of questions that go unanswered. But there's this really funny thing that happens when you go to study theology. And there's a few people in the room that have studied theology, I think. Um, And what happens is you go with all these questions and you think you're going to learn the answers. You think you're going to learn the answers to everything. Because obviously that's what you're going to do, right? But no, no, you don't. You don't learn the answers to everything. You learn some kind of clever answers, some answers that sound good. Some answers that maybe convince some people, but you're not quite sure even yourself. So you still come out of theology college going, I don't really know. I still don't have the answers, but I can convince other people I do. Um, But actually, you get obsessed while you're at college with other questions, weird questions, weird debates that you didn't know existed before you went to theology college. Honestly, it's true. It's a weird, weird place to go. And I remember um, when I was doing my degree at the Elim Bible College, Um, I couldn't go more than a day, literally couldn't go more than a day without another student saying to me, are you a Calvinist or an Arminian? I mean, like, what kind of question of faith is that? It's all about predestination, if you don't know. But I was always like, oh, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) I'm like, does it matter? Um, Another one was, I I like the ones with fancy names because they make me feel clever, so entertain me. Um, It's the Philoque controversy. Oh, God good word, isn't it? Yeah, thank you, Caelan. Thank you. Um, It's about, does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father, or does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father and the Son? Oh, exactly. I know. Like, these are the debates that theologians love, and they get so involved in them, and we sit here and we go, I mean, does does it matter? There's, There's big debates about the infallibility and inerrancy of the Bible. Love that one. Big fan of that debate. Got involved in that a lot at college. Um, But there's one that I'm going to talk about today, which I think is actually a really important one. They're not all nonsense debates. A lot of them are, I'm sure. But this one is one I like. And it's going to sound like I'm swearing, so I apologize ahead of time. I'm not. I promise. It's a Greek word. Um, And it's the Greek word for faithfulness. So that's a good start, isn't it? Because that's what we're talking about. 
So the Greek word for faithfulness is pistis. So there we go. So, it's, so the debate is called pistis Christu. So it's about what the translation of that is. Dave's grinning. You can tell James isn't here. Um, so <laughs> it's about what does that translate to. And for centuries, it was translated as faith in Christ. So our reading said that we are saved by having faith in Christ. But then someone came along and went, oh, actually, it's quite ambiguous. You could translate it as the faithfulness of Christ, which changes it massively, doesn't it? That blew my mind when I heard that. Because suddenly, I wasn't saved by having faith in Christ, but I was saved by the faithfulness of Christ. Suddenly, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with how much faith I happen to have or don't have. So if I'm going through a rough time and I think, I have no idea if I have any faith at all today. It doesn't matter if I'm saved by the faithfulness of Christ. That's beautiful. That is an absolutely beautiful truth. And for me, that fits in much better with what Paul's saying in his letter. I mean, it even says at the end, God treats us much better than we deserve. And because of Jesus Christ, he freely accepts us and sets us free from our sins. So that is absolutely beautiful, that we are saved by the faithfulness of Christ, not by our own faith. Thank goodness. And isn't the whole Bible, isn't it a whole story about a God who is faithful? A God who is faithful in every situation, in every circumstance to his people. Isn't that the whole Bible story? And it's a story of people who are constantly not faithful in return. It's a story of people who turn their backs on God, who find other gods, who forget about Yahweh. Yet, God remains faithful. So I think that the Bible assures us, kind of beyond all doubt, really, that no matter how bad stuff is, no matter how badly we mess up in life, that God remains faithful to us. And I think everything good that we have Every good thing we have in this life, and life itself, is a sign of the faithfulness of God. And of course, today we're giving thanks for Bethan, and Bethan is a sign of God's faithfulness. Like she, the, the fact she exists is a sign of the faithfulness of God, as the fact that any of us exist is. And that is a beautiful truth that we can start with when we talk about faithfulness. Now, I grew up in the Pentecostal church, and growing up there, um, it, was very, it was very focused about missionaries, and it felt like the best thing in life you could do was to be a missionary, um, go to some part of the world that you've never heard of, and that um, might be very, very different culturally, and it felt like that was the thing that had particular value over anything else, and that was not my dream that was something I dreaded. My nan used to go on missions to China, and I thought, flipping heck, I'm going to have to go to China. Oh, my life. And I was so convinced that following Jesus would mean I'd have to do something just that I wouldn't want to do, that to my mind would be, like, awful, and, ooh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I was really, really convinced that that's what following Jesus would mean. However, I'm not so sure that that's right. I don't think God's got it in for us. I don't think he looks at us and goes, you'd be terrible at this, I'm going to make you do it. I don't think that's what happens, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. So what does following Jesus mean? 
Well, I think it means that we have to imitate God. We imitate Jesus. And as James said last week, all nine fruits of the Spirit that we're looking at, that's the character of God. He is all of those things. And so we imitate God. He doesn't ask us to be anything that he isn't. He's, I'm sure there are no parents in the room that have ever said those words, do, do as I say, not as I do. I'm sure none of us have ever said that right. But God isn't that kind of parent. God doesn't ask us to be anything that he isn't. He just asks us to imitate him. And then we're thinking, Flip, I've got to be like God. It's a bit of a big task. But if we're made in God's image, which we are, all of us here today are made in God's image, then actually those characteristics are already in us. It's about nurturing them. They're already there. So imitating God is about bringing out those things that are already within us. And it's about being faithful to Christ by being faithful to who we are. Because if God made us, if we're made in his image, if we already have those things in us, then it's about being, being who you're created to be. I know I'm always saying that. I'm always talking about this, this topic. Literally always. I can't stop. But it's about being who you're created to be. And that is faithfulness to Christ in itself. Now, Bethan, I remember when Dave turned up at team meeting and told us uh, that Bethan existed, that Gracie was pregnant and they'd just been for a scan and he turned up with a scan picture and it was wonderful. Um, And not long after, we went into lockdown. And so Bethan's life has been very much documented on our (laughs) online services. Dave and Gracie made so many worship videos, which was wonderful during lockdowns. And we watched Gracie getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually Bethan was on the outside. And we were like, ooh, Bethan's in a carrier through so many worship songs. You can still watch. And um, she kind of gets bigger and you see her limbs appearing slowly. (laughs) But like, so we've all watched Bethan grow up online. That sounds weird, but it's in context. It's fine. So we've all kind of watched that happening. And when she first came to in-person services, it must have been so overwhelming because she'd been in lockdown her whole life. And then she suddenly came to in-person services and she looked overwhelmed. (laughs) She was very shy. She was so quiet. And she was like, (laughs) all the time. And I don't blame her. We're scary people. Um, But slowly she started to emerge And slowly, she started to get more and more confident to start running around, to start being noisy. Do you know, the other other morning, I turned up for the 11 o'clock, and it was Dave and Bethan were here. And as I walked through the door, Bethan went, Morning! And I was like... (laughs) It was was very shocking for me. Um, And Bethan has learnt to be Bethan. Bethan is already doing a wonderful job and being faithful to Christ by being the most Bethan that she can be. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think, you know, we learn in life to be almost less like ourselves as we grow up, don't we? Because of social pressures and all sorts of different things. We learn to be less like ourselves. But actually, when we look at someone Bethan's age, we go, she's not trying to be less like herself. She's doing what she wants. <laughs> and actually... There's something actually really beautiful and freeing in that. And I think God calls each of us to be who we are. I'm called to be Sarah. You're called to be Tay. You're called to be Maddie. Let's do it. Let's be exactly who God created us to be. And what God calls you to do comes out 
of who he calls you to be. So focus on who God calls you to be first because what he calls you to do comes out of that place. And it might mean going on mission somewhere, who knows? But it might not. It might mean serving God faithfully here where you are. And that is equally as important and wonderful. And then the last point is about walking with each other. It's about the community of the faithful. Because sometimes following Jesus is hard because it's not really the normal thing anymore, is it? Sometimes it is hard and sometimes it can be costly, but that's why we have church. It's the phrase, isn't it? Community of faithful, that's us. That is us. And that's what we're trying to do. We're here encouraging one another to faithfully follow Jesus. And of course, today, Bethan has got supporting friends with her who are promising to help Bethan to follow Jesus. And that's wonderful. I'm sure Dave and Grace are glad they're not doing it alone. We've got grandparents here as well and family. It's so good to have a community of people. But that's for all of us as well. It's not just for children, is it? I don't know about you, but I need supporting friends as well. I don't need to be dedicated. We've done that part. But everybody needs supporting friends. And so actually being part of the church is about supporting one another. It's about encouraging each other to faithfully follow Jesus in whatever way it looks like for you. And it is different for everybody. So as we finish, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness to us. We thank you that we are saved by your faithfulness and not through anything of ourselves. Jesus, we pray that you would help us to be faithful followers of Jesus in this world. That we would be faithfully who we are. We pray that you'd help us to work that out. And we pray that you'd help us to encourage one another in that faithful walk as well. We pray that you would walk alongside us so that we may walk alongside each other. In your name we pray. Amen.